You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 487 of Podcateers. This week, Larry joins us behind the mic to talk about some of the Halloween stuff he's seen around the parks, including a sweet sculpture at the Grand Californian. We get some new light shows by creator Tom Bet George, including an electro swing version of Grim Grinning Ghosts. Magic Happens comes to an end. We talk about what Oogie Boogie's role in Nightmare Before Christmas could be. And we round out the episode with our history segment, Great Moments with Mr. Andrew, covering facts about 2005 and 2006. We'd love for you to join the conversation on our social networks, including Instagram and Facebook, but we invite you to join us on our Discord server. Joining the community is super simple. Just head on over to podcateers.com slash links and click on the Discord button to join our community. A very special thank you goes out to an awesome group of people known as the FGP Squad, our podcast very godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcateers possible. As part of the FGP Squad family, you get some additional perks like exclusive discount codes for Podcateers gear, additional content that we've uploaded to Patreon, access to our happy hour calls when we get an opportunity to do those, random giveaways, and more. For more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to check out podcateers.com slash FGP. And as always, a super special thank you goes out to the FGP Squad for their continued support. So that's it. That is going to wrap up the intro. Remember that you can follow Larry at Goofy Guys Adventures on both Instagram and on YouTube. Hit those notification icons so that you are alerted whenever he goes live from the parks. And if this is your first time hanging out with us, welcome. We hope that you enjoyed the episode and that you come back for more. And of course, if you've been hanging with us for a while now, welcome back, friends. Here is episode 487 of Podcateers. Larry, do, 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 do. Ah, Larry, Larry, do, 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 do. You are our boring guy just another i was like you didn't friendly you didn't, guy didn't think that through did it you? sounded yeah. really good at the beginning you, just, you and went then I, I got lost you just went in, what is that it the archies good. yes like that was the band oh, is that yeah, the art i might have to look it up if i that's believe the so i'm not gonna lie i'm more impressed with the uh, name of the band being pulled so fast that's a song from like 1969 yeah. man like sugar sugar yes yeah, sugar sugar is the name it is the archies okay hey look at me a, let's go a fake band <laughs> <laughs> a fake band that's a real band a but fake a fake band. band all the less hey uh before we get into the podcast stuff guess what happened bicycle hates me oh no because oh. after all of the trouble that i went through to find the bicycle foil cards for the disney 100 celebration <sighs> they posted them on their damn website Oh, I mean, the, the, the parody though. Look at them. The parody. They are P U R D Y. For those of you watching parody. or listening, they're like foil to the shiny. Max. You remind me of those. You got really a you got a purdy deck. You got a <laughs> you got a purdy deck. <laughs> uh, I'm so sorry. I 
<laughs> so I bought a handful of these because, uh, uh, but I didn't buy them on the bicycle website, right? I bought them on eBay because, you know, they were really difficult to find. Everybody that was posting them, they were selling out super quick. And lo and behold, uh, the, the bicycle website posted them again, all incognito-like, and then they sold out. Mm. Not that I cared at that point because I already kind of had some, mm-hmm. but... They posted again without saying anything. And then when they finally said something on Instagram, they were pretty sold out by then. So I I don't know what kind of marketing tactic that is, but damn it, Bicycle, stop it. They're selling them out either way. But yeah, because word of mouth is like really what's selling them. But Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess that's what you would want, right? Yeah, it's cheaper that way. uh, Just to let everybody in on some of our talks, you know, to to let you behind the curtain, backstage, if you will. We've been talking about doing some giveaways for the holiday season this year. Ho, ho, we ho. were thinking about, like, you know, what we could do, how we could do it, you know, do we want to wrap up random gifts and then we pull people's names and then you just get a gift and, like, you know, what, you get one of these randomly wrapped gifts. And I bought an extra Disney 100 deck to give away as part of these, you know, holiday giveaways that we're going to be doing. Um, at, which is cool because one, they're like, at least at this point, they, they look fairly collectible because they keep selling out. Like <laughs> it's hard to get them. So uh, I, it's not going to be, you know, some eBay $200 thing. If you want to just listen to us and, you know, leave a comment, whatever we end up doing to try to win one of these or try to win one of the other prizes. But uh yeah, they they whew, man, I was a little peeved, if you will, but you know, I just wanted to complain about bicycle posting and trying to throw me for a loop. So bad bicycle. How dare they? So did here's a here's a here's a weird question. Does bicycle the card company sell cards with bicycles on them? They do. Oh, okay. Well, that's the answer. That's what I was figured. The, but the you know. Jokers are actually a king riding a bicycle. Oh. Do, 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 yeah. do, do. So, anyway, that's let's move on. I was going to say, everybody, Disney 100, I was just mentioning the Walt Weiss collection that went crazy. That's technically like a only in Japan collection. That was ridiculous. There's tons of videos about pulling Dude. cards lately. Lorcana. I'm oh. mad at Disney because they haven't been talking about at downtown Disney, they release it, and it's like they don't tell anybody. They just say, "Oh, it's back in stock." For Lorcana, right, dude? Yeah. I am so okay. Talk about also perturbed. I have been on the quest to find Lorcana, and everywhere, like they, like you said, they don't announce it. They don't post anything because they don't want scalpers, right? Because some of the like the fifty dollars sets are selling for like four hundred bucks. In some cases, some of the smaller sets are 200. And with the holiday season, Ravensburger said that they were going to release Wave 2 already. But, you know, for people that want to get into the game, Ravensburger was like, okay, well, we didn't anticipate this much, you know, like need for how much we printed. So we're going to reprint Wave 1, but it's not going to be available until like January or February. So if you wanted it for like a Christmas gift, you're starting with wave two. You're you're not even getting the initial like sets, right? So that's when I was out researching what I could get, I found someone by the name of Dysfunctional Passholder who was making Lorcanos decks. And guess 
what came yeah. in the mail. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, oh yeah. Are... They're so cool. So fun. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm posting a picture that. on Discord so you can see it. <laughs> and I'm thinking I was going to open them, but now I'm thinking I want to do like a live stream on Discord or something or YouTube, just, just do up. like a little premiere or something, and then just see what we get because it's 10 random cards. I got three packs. There's 10 cards in each one. And I'm super excited that I got these. So more on that is going to be coming soon. Dude, if you ever see Lorcana, if you happen to see it in stock one day and you are at Downtown Disney, let me know and I will Venmo you. Because <laughs> okay. it's it's such a pain to try to get it. But yeah. those those cards that you're talking about in Japan, the collector's cards, they're basically baseball cards. That's yeah. how they're posting them. They're basically like baseball or Pokemon cards or whatever. But... Like they are such nice cards. Some of them They're are foil. Beautiful. Some of them are like Ugh. like the artwork is the Steamboat Willie one. I'm guessing you know oh, all dude, about. Dude, even get me started ridiculous. on that one. It's beautiful. Don't even get me started on that. Yeah. One. So, so video to come for the Lorcanos cards. If <laughs> if I like these, I may just build an entire deck set of Lorcanos whenever they come back in stock because That's those great. are easier to get than Lorcana. So we'll see how that goes. Andrew, tell us about this person. I think we talked about him on the podcast once before. <clears throat> I'm sure we have. But you sent new videos that tell us more. All right. Hazen is talking about uh, my guy. I'm just going to call him my guy because why not? Uh, his name's Tom Bet George. Uh, he owns uh, a company. I believe it's called like Magical Light something. I'll have to look it up what it is. Magical Light Shows or something like that. But anyway, he does his house up for Halloween and Christmas with lights to music. Um, you know, not an uncommon thing these days. I, you know, I don't know. Does anybody, does everybody remember that first lights to music house with the, that was the Trans-Siberian mm-hmm. Orchestra? Yeah. Like the, ugh, that's the what a, what a classic. Anyway, yeah. so... Uh, Tom this year, you know, he's, he's done things, you know, in the past, like Harry Potter and, you know, uh, Disney stuff and just, just everything, stranger things. Uh, it's, it's really just anything and everything you may want. Um, he's got, uh, so this, uh, year for Halloween, he, uh, this year for Halloween, he's got a new set out uh, with some new toys. Um, so uh, f- the first song he released was uh, Everlong by... Fo- no, I'm sorry, it was not. Well, that's one of the songs. Everlong by the Foo Fighters. Uh, Toxicity by System of a Down. Uh, when the Lights Come On by Asking Alexandria. And then a electro swing mix of the Grim Grinning Ghosts from the Haunted Mansion. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can watch all these on his YouTube page. It's Tom Bet George B E T G E O R G E. Um, his company is Magical Light Shows, um, and I think the my my guess is the reason he's able to do this is he owns the company that does like installs these things. So he's got to test them at his house or whatever. I'd assume you know make sure the product's working right. Um, so so yeah. So this one uh, toxicity. There's you know moving lights and fire and <laughs> all kinds of stuff. Uh, the shows he did last year, uh, he had drones. 
Um, so yeah, it's it's bananas. Uh, these the ones this year. He's every year he tops himself, and it's just you know it's amazing. Uh, <laughs> when you showed us the the video for uh, toxicity, oh my gosh! Like the the force and the pyro, the fire. It's like the energy is so good, so so good. And then of course with Grim Grinny Ghost, it's like. I needed to Shazam it because I needed to know what the remix was. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Like, and I, yeah. I like that. Like with the, like anything that's singing, he has like these pumpkins that mm-hmm. are like, they're, they're like animated face. Kind of like how like South Park was originally animated with like four or five different mouth shapes. Like that's how these sing. And he's got the different pumpkins that do that. Uh, and I think during Christmas, he's got little Christmas tree outlines that sing. So, yeah, it's I, I love it. The Grim Grinning Ghosts uh, Electro Swing. I found those artists two or three years ago. I don't remember. It's been some time. But uh, if you search for they're on Bandcamp, like you can support the artists. It's like a dollar to download the music to support them. Uh, but it's Glenn Gatsby and Ashley Slater. They have um, this thing. It's called Electro Swing Thing. Uh, but you could like you could support them. They have an instrumental version of it as well. If you don't want the the one with the lyrics, but uh, yeah, look for them on Bandcamp if you want to support them and you want to give them a dollar to support their efforts yeah. in making music. It's worth it, man. The pyro. I mean, it's one thing to have a bunch of flashing LEDs that are synced to music, but then you incorporate fire into it and you got Phantasmic, dude. There is mm-hmm. no way. Like <laughs> next year, Sounds if he better. elevates this show and I see a dragon pop up from the back and oh, like geez. one of his kids dressed up in a sorcerer hat, just like dancing back and forth, pointing at some dragon. That's Phantasmic level, my dude. Mm-hmm. That is like that I aspire to create something like that in my home Mm -hmm. yeah for me i i wouldn't even get near this technology i'm old school with my lights (laughs) if they blink that's probably enough (laughs) for me (laughs) but the thing for what stood out the fire like you were mentioning hazen like i i told andrew when i watched this video just recently it was like i didn't even know you could buy that kind of thing (laughs) or you could get that made that's blows my mind I've seen the spotlights before. That's just explaining those are the things that catch as being a huge anything lights up, guys. I'm looking for what's like the sticking out. The spotlights mm-hmm. are ridiculous. I think you mentioned, Andrew, that he lives out in the middle of like nowhere. Yeah. Right? Where he does so, this. <laughs> yeah. So he used, to, he used to live in Tracy, California, um, gotcha. and that's about an hour, hour and a half from me. Um, and I was, I was able to see his house in person one Christmas. It was very cool. Um, and then he moved to somewhere in the middle of nowhere, uh, built a house from what I understand. I've, yeah, I've been, I think I follow him on Facebook or something too, possibly. I don't remember, but, uh, I think one of his drone videos, which I think was from last Halloween and last Christmas, he might've had like a drone. Yeah. He has a drone footage one where it's like his house from above and it's just like, fields all around him so it's it's uh he's got some space to be able to do this you know fire safely yeah and i i think that's the thing like i was in my mind i'm like obviously we always hear about how neighbors get upset about these light things because Mm -hmm. it makes traffic and all that i would say this was well worth the investment of building a home because it's just over the top and it's on point 
and the music used obviously we've been talking about it just that's when you know you can go like to that full extent of giving your creative mind that unlocking and you could see it in the lights alone just me looking at it and props to him for posting on youtube a 4k video so then you get the real full like effect of how those light hues hit i mean it's almost overstimulating i won't say it's like too much but it's just so fun i for me i'm like ready to watch it in my living room with the backlight <laughs> on my tv and just let it see what it does to the, the room how it lights it up I want to just do it on a wall. Just get a projector and forget the TV. <laughs> just like light up an entire wall. Yeah, it's fun. Super fun. So cool. You remember th- when he posted This Is Halloween? Or several years ago, I posted on Instagram his This Is Halloween. Mm-hmm. It was one of like, it's like 2017, 18 or something like that. Well, we got a copyright strike for that, by the way. <laughs> it was taken down. We got an alert and everything, and Oof. and we got our hand slapped by Instagram. I'm like, it's not my video. I'm just reposting it. And Instagram's all like, nope, we're taking it away. They're picky. They are very they I are wonder picky. if it was just because it was the This Is Halloween music, just like, that's Disney music. You can't have it. Probably. Meh. Probably. I mean, (laughs) it's a thing, right? Hey, actually, since we're talking about Nightmare Before Christmas, I saw a TikTok video about a guy that posed a question that, listen, at 3.30 in the morning, these questions come up. I'm like, oh, my God, this guy, like, why didn't I think of this? But if I'm listening to this at, like, 4 p.m., I might think a little bit different, but I am still on the high of, oh, my God, why didn't I think of this? (laughs) So I want to play the audio because I want everybody to listen to what we're hearing, and then I want to discuss it and get your take on it. So let's listen to that audio right now. Something I've always been confused about, what the hell was the role of Oogie Boogie within the community of Halloween Town prior to the events of Nightmare Before Christmas? Halloween Town is an entire world dedicated to making sure Halloween happens every year, and Jack Skellington is like their god emperor. Everybody in this dimension looks to him as a leader. Whenever he disappears, they put out search parties trying to find him, and whenever he returns, they have a massive party in his honor. Oogie Boogie is the only creature in this entire world that doesn't intermingle with any of the other creatures and seemingly has no allegiances to Jack Skellington. And Jack clearly doesn't like him because whenever he tells Lockstock and Barrel to go get Santa Claus, he explicitly tells them not to involve Oogie Boogie. And yet, Oogie Boogie has this huge underground fortress and he's seemingly left to his own devices. Jack Skellington is like the king of this world. I assume that he could exile Oogie Boogie if he wanted to, and yet he allows him to coexist within the world. And also, Lockstock and Barrel are seemingly subservient to Jack Skellington because they do his bidding, but they seem to also simultaneously be Oogie Boogie's henchmen. And like, okay, maybe Oogie Boogie is just kind of like a black sheep of the community, and Jack doesn't really like him, but he just kind of tentatively puts up with him. However, towards the end of the movie, whenever Jack tries to go and retrieve Santa from the underground lair... Oogie Boogie immediately has no hesitation in trying to murder him. And in turn, Jack Skellington also has no qualms about killing Oogie Boogie. So, like, what was he? What did that relationship look like before the movie? Where just for years they coexisted somehow, and yet the moment that Oogie Boogie saw Jack, he just tried to kill him. All right. So, what was Oogie Boogie's deal? To me, that I'm telling you, 3.30 in the morning, I, oh, my God, what is going on? 
<laughs> so I'm laughing because I, okay, maybe not my greatest achievement, but I have seen this movie once like 20 times. I am not kidding. Like, I, this is like, I really <laughs> love the film. It was like in the beginning when I first discovered it. I've never heard of this. <laughs> like, dude must be bored. <laughs> I don't, it's just a movie. Something. Maybe he just thought creatively. I don't know. It's just a movie. It's just a short film. He's bored. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I it's it's the uh, you know it's uh, a movie, uh, and movies have good guys and bad guys and antagonists and protagonists and you know I guess you know if <clears throat> I don't know if if you're trying to take every movie and be like all right this is the whole world and we gotta build out whatever they're doing you know. What have they been doing for 50 years? What have they been doing for, you know, who's this? Who's that? You know, it's that's a one thought. But sometimes movies don't have that much thought put into them. And they say, hmm, I need a bad guy. What would be a cool bad guy? Bag of bugs. All right. Bag of bugs is the bad guy. Uh, what's his deal? I don't know. He's mad about stuff. He doesn't like Jack. And he's a bag of bugs. <laughs> um, that's all we. Need. That's all we need to know. It works. <laughs> mean bag, bag of, of bugs. worms. <laughs> all right. I think okay. for me, yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go with Hazen on this this rabbit hole a little bit because I I do this a bit with other things where I start questioning, not just movies, other things when you're watching anything really that's consumable on streaming. And for me, our social media, and for me, it's. I think I got more hung up on just how much I never really cared about uh, Lock, Shock, and Barrel. Like, their background. They just kind of just show up. They're the lynchmen, right? Like, that's that's their thing. And I'm all like, well, how did they get there? Like, what what's the big deal with them? And they kind of turn on Oogie Boogie a little bit. Like, that whole dynamic there is, like, weird in itself. So I'm like, that kind of need explaining. But if you're going to ask me with Andrew and Melissa's side... I, I've watched that, uh, I think it's, is it on Netflix? Or somewhere where they show like the behind the scenes of making these movies and scripts. And from this story, it sounds like when I've watched that special, if I remember, it had a lot of work to just get to, you know, being the movie in distribution. So I think I'm just happy it came out where it made sense. It didn't make it where you were like, you got hung up on it now. Looking at so much now that it's like a cult favorite, right? With Nightmare Before Christmas, not get, you know, some theme park things. Nightmare Before Christmas, if you're thinking to go to Disneyland, be prepared to wait 95 minutes to ride Haunted Mansion. <laughs> just be prepared. Yep. Heavy 90. <laughs> that is solid. It's going to happen. Um, Worth it though. Worth it if you uh, really live Night Before Christmas and the Gingerbread House. So and it, and if you note, love Christmas yeah. before Halloween, yeah. Side note, yeah. I, I think they do pump no the Gingerbread a little bit more. No beef though. <laughs> no one complains. That's true. No beef. No beef. <laughs> yeah. So I'm with you, Hazen. I question a lot more now on the backstory of all three of those characters and the finally, you know, Oogie Boogie. I love though the dynamic. I just bought into it. I was so young when it came out. I was just like. Yeah, Oogie's a bad dude, like Andrew said and Melissa said. All right. So, 3.30 in the morning, okay? I'm going yeah. to tell you the rabbit hole I went down. Let's and go. And I'm going to ask you a question 
that's going to link to my answer, and you're immediately going to know where I'm going with it when I ask you this question. How old were you when you found out that Triton and Ursula were siblings? Mm-hmm. What if <laughs> Jack and Oogie are siblings? Siblings. Maybe they're half-siblings. Maybe Shocklock and Beryl are also their half-siblings. But they know that Jack is king of Halloween Town. And so they do his bidding because he's the king. But they also, you know, want to help Oogie because that's their older brother. And at some point, he wanted to you know, take down Jack and Halloween. Because, I mean, he says it. Like, they had no problem, you know, Xing each other out, right? So what if this has been a fight that's been happening since they were kids because they're either half-siblings or full-siblings? We just don't know because it's never told, right? (laughs) What if that's where the beef comes? And that's why Jack tolerates him because, like, well, he's my brother. He just never says it to anybody. Huh? Huh? I don't know. Luke, I am your father. Uh, it's a brother thing, sorry. <laughs> it's like the Leia Luke thing. So Murderous siblings, I guess that's I mean, you could relate. I... <laughs> we all could I relate. Mean, listen, maybe they're not like maybe they're not siblings, maybe they're cousins. Look at the Chala and Killmonger. True. Yeah. Right? I mean, they're Good both comparison. going for the same throne of the Black king. Panther. Yeah. Right? King. They wanted to be king of Wakanda. What if this is just king of Halloween Town? Like, it's the story that we've seen. What if they are siblings? Okay, so here. So it's oh, the okay. Lion King. So <laughs> <laughs> it could be. Scar. It could be. Now we just need to insert, like, Pumbaa singing about the scuttlebutt. And then we're that's it. We're we're good. We're nice. ready. So I'm gonna God, I'm gonna scuttle. I'm gonna feel this a little bit. Um, even though I know this is not true, I'm just gonna say this. So maybe Oogie is just mad that he didn't get bones and he's just bugs, and Jack has the superior MVP. genes or something. Again, this is crazy talk because you know I I'm already laughing. I'm just making fun with this, whatever. <laughs> Ugly sister, sister. But are you buying, yeah. <laughs> are you buying my they could be siblings theory? Uh, I am. I, I could buy that. Yeah. I, like I said, I'm ready. What's the lock, shock, and barrel thing going on here? Right. Know, like I, I'm, I'm in it. I'm I, curious. I can see that. <laughs> and I could see how I'd be mad because Oogie Boogie, like you mentioned, the video has this awesome layer where he has like all this cool, scary stuff. You know, and Jack's always like, yeah, let's do Halloween again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's not <laughs> he's really like in important. Right. Yeah. 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 I, so. He's obviously important. <laughs> I, I'm looking on the Nightmare Before Christmas fandom page Here to see go. if I can get any uh, anything that anybody has come across. And the only thing I've found so far that is kind of weird um, it says in the video game, The Nightmare Before Christmas, The Pumpkin King for Game Boy Advance, Oogie Boogie, Boogie says he is also, uh, he, he is said uh, to have been the king of his own holiday, Bug Day, which he ended up ruining somehow, resulting in him moving to Halloween Town. But why Halloween Town? Because he needed to stay with a family member because no other holiday would take him? Huh? Huh? <laughs> So He's why, moving in back so, home with so, his siblings, huh? huh? <laughs> so are, is Santa and Jack and Oogie Boogie all siblings then? Oh, Who man. knows? Santa Claus is the dad. 
<laughs> now, what's up? Oh, oh, and it's 4 a.m., guys. We're recording right now, 4 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> what if Santa's their dad? Also, why is Oogie Boogie made of bugs and he also eats bugs? Right? That's how they get inside of him. They just so he just gets progressively larger. It's just like yeah, he just gets all larger. right. Need yeah. some more bugs in my bug bag. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I want to ask everybody listening. One, what do you think Oogie Boogie's deal was? Do you have a theory about how he's related to the story outside of he's just a bad guy living in Halloween Town, or do you buy into my theory? That Jack and Oogie are secretly siblings. We just don't know it yet. Yet. Exactly. Dun, dun, dun. Leave a comment in the post. Join us on Discord. If you haven't joined us yet, super simple. Podcateers.com slash links is where you will find an invite and the link to join us there. We'd love for you to join the community. Uh, Speaking of the links page, that's where you will also find our latest episode, uh, the Quizneyland playlist. You'll find any fundraisers that we're currently working on. You'll find our YouTube page and Larry's YouTube page. Larry, tell everyone about your YouTube page and how they can also follow you and your adventures in the parks. Thanks very much, Hazen. I appreciate the support from Podcateers for soft. Checked out that page, as we've been mentioning, but you can follow my live streaming on YouTube platform at Disneyland Disney California Adventure through Goofy Guys Adventures. Uh, look that up and you'll see my page. You can also follow me on Instagram at Goofy Guys Adventures. Uh, my stream, our schedule is usually Wednesday or Thursdays in the evening and then Saturdays throughout the day each week. So uh, right now we're just kind of checking out the Halloween season, as you mentioned or a little bit earlier. I kind of got a little bit of, you know, the whole nightmare for Christmas. We've been trying to get in there as much as possible. And then really Oogie Boogie over there at DCA just looking amazing out there. They do such great things, not to mention Cars Land's overlay. So if you want to see some Halloween spirit, go ahead and come on by. We welcome all the Pocketeer listeners and vice versa. We send our goofballs your way too, guys. Whee! Let's go. That's awesome. <laughs> Uh, I want to hear about some of this park stuff that's been going on in some of your recent adventures. But before we get into that, I do want to remind you that this episode of Podcateers is brought to you by an awesome group of listeners known as the FGP Squad, our podcast fairy godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcateers possible. For more information on how you can join the FGP Squad family, head over to podcateers.com slash FGP for more info. There you'll find a list of some of our top contributors. You'll find a link to our Patreon, a little info about what the FGP Squad is all about. But joining gets you some additional perks like a special section of Discord, additional content that we've uploaded to Patreon, access to any of our happy hour calls when we have an opportunity to do those, random giveaways, and more. So if you have any questions, again, please feel free to reach out. We'll be happy to answer any questions that you might have. And, of course, to all of the members of the FGP squad, we just want to send a huge thank you for your continued support. Uh, So, one, the gingerbread in the mansion this year, so good. It is awesome. I saw some of the the behind-the-scenes where a lot of the cast members like put their names that what the ones that worked on it they put their names on the side on the little plaques i thought that was like super cool that they got an opportunity to do that especially since the imagineers get a chance to do it on the list in the attic right so yeah yeah like you get to work on something it's like a little 
you know, tribute to all the hard work that you did. But I, I wanted to ask about the thing that's happening at the Grand Californian because they did this super cool thing. Larry, can you talk a little bit about that? Because I know you had an opportunity to check that out. So, yeah, at the Grand Californian, if you guys don't know, they uh, always usually the cast members that work and side notes, the Imagineering and Culinary Arts together work on creating a display, usually for Christmas, but they've been doing the last few years for Halloween too. Last year, iconically, they we just spoke about, um, the Oogie Boogie was the main, in a big pot, like a cauldron pot coming out, and it was all sugar style sculpture. So when I say sugar, it's not like blown sugar and heat, it's like fondue. And then you're also talking about um, piping of frosting. And you're also talking about Rice Krispie treats, like tons of Rice Krispie treats. So this year, they have a cocoa display in the Disney Grand California main um, room or main lobby that anyone could go to. You just don't you don't have to be a Grand Californian guest. You could check it out for yourself um, if you're at the parks. And what I like about it is that it really... It's almost unbelievable to see this chocolate sculpture and think it's edible. Like, first off, you can't eat it right there. Like, let's get real. They're not going to let you take bites out of it. <laughs> but, but they should. The idea of, yeah, they Tempting. should. <laughs> like, I mean, there should be like a, a – if you ask me, it would be great to have like a, a thing where you could like donate to something. And then the last people that are like picked by random drawing get to p- take a piece of it home or something. Because I don't know what they use it for afterwards. Honestly, I don't. But – it, when I say it's big, it is big. I mean, it is on a platform, but for when I checked it out, it's well, it's got Miguel in the in the main point with his guitar, and then you guys got to help me with the dog. I always forget his name. Dante. Dante. And in the back, you have all the houses, basically the smaller figurines of the past spirits of what you would celebrate on Dia de los Muertos or anything in Latino culture with that and. On, he's standing over all these marigolds that's, that goes with the celebration of, like, Day of the Dead. So it is so flawlessly done, and to believe it's a chocolate sculpture in the end is just a feat. This imaginary meets cooking culinary. It doesn't have much of a smell. I'll admit, the Christmas one always has, like, a little bit of it because it's a gingerbread house. Mm-hmm. So you don't really get much smell from it, which is kind of a bummer. But my that's my only critique because otherwise the colors that come off of it are just... They don't do it justice in a picture. When you just see it in person, it's almost like looking at a. It is a piece of art, really. It is. Yeah. When I saw the photos of it, uh, it's so vibrant. Like you said, the colors just pop so much. I have to commend them for the amazing art that they do. I don't know if any of you have ever seen this, but I'm I'm fascinated by people that can make art from food. Okay, mm-hmm. it's like one of my favorite things, and I feel so guilty. Like I've had an opportunity to like be at an event in the past where there was a molded chocolate and like there was like all these things made like the confectionaries and stuff. I felt so bad breaking off a piece and they're like, no, you got to. That's what it's there for. Like you, you, you eat. I was like, but it's so pretty. I don't want to break it. <laughs> uh, and I watched this show on Netflix called School of Chocolate. And it's this uh, French chocolatier. I, I don't know how to say his name. I think it's like Amari Guichon. It's Jorge Ramson. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, like, the stuff that he makes is like, next freaking level. 
right? And so anytime I see these types of sculptures, I'm just fascinated. One, because they take so much time to create, but so much detail. There's so like with the gingerbread house, right? Like even with the gingerbread house in the mansion, like the bolts of the mansion are little Mickey heads, right? There's like hidden Mickey's. Yeah. Like uh, every little detail like they, they they can think of goes into sculpting these things. So if you're it's a fan fantastic. of hidden Mickey heads on this one, oh, it's got five. Oh, there, it's got five? five on this. It's got five. So nice. I immediately I'm not good at that game. That's that's where I fall out of. The, <laughs> I, I let a lot of a lot of the viewers down because I did put it on my live stream and there I read the first thing like there's five hidden Mickey's. I said that's not for me because <laughs> oh. I just I know for me it's like. It, this, when you see it in person, it's so big, right? But at the same time, I'm like, I know how creative. I was like, the first thing I said, it's probably one of those Mahdi goals down there. And there's like, when you see it, guys, there's like a ton of them. So it's like, there's no way I'd be able to pick that out. Um, that that That's pretty much why I would. But yeah, there's five of them. So if you could find a picture, maybe that's still image. I I wouldn't say um, my my live stream, you probably could catch it. But I would prefer you probably to find him, hits, just still images of it. Because then you might be able to pick out those hidden Mickey's. There is also a backside to it. So I don't know if they're counting the backside, which I don't know if anyone's taking a picture of the backside of it either. Interesting. Okay. So just to give you a little Man. insight. There's 200 pounds of icing, 100 pounds of gingerbread dough, 50 pounds of white chocolate, 30 pounds of Rice Krispie Treat cereal, over three dozen different colors of fondant. And then you add one dreamer to describe their dream Three craftsmen carpenters, 480 design and crafts, hours of design and craft, 10 bakers, and pastry chefs. And there it is. That's and 14 pounds of mashed potatoes. Right. <laughs> and Can't a partridge in a pear <laughs> tree. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. Hazen said, you know, he loves seeing people make art with their food. And the only thing I could think of was the, what's that close encounter of the third kind where he makes them thing out of mashed, mashed potatoes. potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Oh, man. Dude, shout out to the goofballs. I had no idea they had five hidden Mickeys on that thing. Now I feel like I need to find... Um, first, I'm going to scope the video, see if I can peek it. I'm going to be like frame by frame now trying to figure out if I can see them. And if uh, not, I'm going to have to like hunt down <laughs> photos of this thing I think uh, to see if I can figure them better. out. Man. Yeah, because I don't usually get that much good of a signal in there, so I think a little bit of lag happens. In that <gasps> oh, I think area, I so found one. Push... Oh, you I did? found some photos. Oh. I think I found one. Uh oh! Don't give it all away. <laughs> I'm not gonna give it away. I, I won't say anything. I think I found. One. I'll show it to oh, you no, guys. Sh- at least that one. You have to tell us. Yeah, I'll, I'll show. Okay, so I, th- oh, I I don't know if it's for sure because obviously, like the picture is like pretty far, but uh, it, unless this is a like a light reflection or something. Uh, or light refraction it looks like two if you're staring at it from the front to the left of miguel uh right around the midpoint of where the guitar is there's a little green house yep uh, that's it like a light green (laughs) and the window there's like a little mickey Mm. in the window is that it yeah, I think so. Wait, what Maybe are we one. talking about? <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> We're talking about about the hidden Mickeys that are on the the, the Coco sculpture. The Coco Disney sculpture. Grand oh, I got all confused. 
There's five of them. You're like gingerbread house, something, something. And I'm like, Haunted Mansion Holiday Gingerbread House. Okay. And then you're like, Miguel. And I'm like, hmm, I don't remember. I was not paying attention. I was looking up mashed potato videos. I was looking up mashed potato videos. And I'm like, I'm going to see if I can find a picture of the Haunted Mansion Holiday Gingerbread House. And then I was, there's like little green house and Miguel and the guitar. And I'm like, yeah, there's none of this. That's none of this stuff is here on the Haunted Mansion Holiday. (laughs) Oh, it's there. I like that one though, because you could get really close to that one. Not to, you know, the one in the Grand bad. Californian. Yes, you could get really close yes. to it, so you can not eat it. That's not what right. I'm encouraging here. What I'm encouraging I'm show is you. for you to. <laughs> but if you look at that little green house in between the two blue blocks, like the second level going up from this picture, one the two, little window three, has like a little hidden Mickey. It it just the second row from the bottom up on this picture. One two, green. It's the little green. It looks like a skull house. Oh, I, I, I call that yellow. It lines up with the hole of the guitar. Oh, I, I see, see it. it. It kind of looks like a Mickey or maybe I a I mean, heart, does it, does it look a like a blob. Mickey? It, it could be a blob. Listen, it could be a light. Like I said, it could be light reflecting off of something. Or, is, that the, but now, is that my homework to go back? And that is pictures? your homework, yes. Yeah. You have to go and give us pictures. <laughs> your mission so can, if you choose to <laughs> accept it. <laughs> oh, that's so I cool. Mean, Tying into that, I plan to go back because, you know, this is still on Disney property and the Grand Californian. Uh, uh, I caught some entertainment, something else that I do on a live stream. I try to capture attractions and entertainment and sometimes merch. Those are my three main things, if that's what you're wondering, I do out there. Grand Californian has uh, a mariachi singer there with a mariachi group, a band named, well, his name is Julian, Julian Torres. If you spell it, it's just Julian Torres. If you look that up on Instagram. Uh, you could find him at Julian Torres underscore official, and he has a blue check mark, so you can see um, something. Just real quick update on him is that he is the first Spanish singing uh, singer to be ever signed to Death Row Records Ooh. just this year, which is really cool. What? So that's yeah, yeah, check it out. It's one of those cool things that you know that just happened this year with him. So he has pictures like with Snoop Dogg and stuff like that, which is awesome. Um, and that all came because of. Uh, I guess some um, – I don't want to give it away. It's a good story to actually look about where it, it relates to Kobe Bryant and when he passed away and Julian Torres had a tribute to him. Uh, to him. Um, but recently, him and his group are up for, if you know anybody that's listening right now, are up a part of the, the Academy, the Grammys. Um, they're going into the first round of voting and uh, for his recent album release through Death Row Records. So hopefully they do well. And let me tell you – it's it's worth the ticket. They're currently there. Him and his band are currently there at the Grand Californian on Tuesdays and then Thursdays and Sundays um, and one Monday at the end of the month, right before Halloween. So those are the days you'll usually catch them as Tuesdays and Sundays and Thursdays. But um, depending on the date, I would check for sure the Tuesdays and Sundays, the ones I know of, fully aware of at 4.30, They're Disney-themed mariachi style music so it really plays to the latino you know celebration of this month that that ties into and um it's just the acoustics in there because i don't know if anyone's known he's also tied to dodger games melissa might know this yeah he sings at dodger games and, and he's amazing there too but um the the acoustics because he could carry a note um obviously if he sings at dodger games right 
Um, and dude, it, the acoustics in that building has such a large ceiling. And I got to give it to the cast members. I saw there in the background, you know, those dudes in black doing all the sound audio, just working on making sure the sound right. It sounded something just amazing, just something on another level. And I, I mean, if you wanted to check out a little bit, you might not be able to make it to the park. You could catch my live stream from uh, this last past weekend, which was October 4th, 15th. <laughs> on Sunday, October fifteenth, right? yeah, yeah, Sunday. So October fifteenth, I checked him out um, at the four thirty showing, and he. I even got to talk to the band for a quick minute. So if you want to check it out, and you you won't be able to make the park, I say. But if you get to the park, and maybe you don't even have reservations, you just could go to downtown Disney. Go check out both those things. That's so cool, man. So the fact that he was signed to Death Row Records, which I think Snoop. And Dre recently just fully bought it out, right? Like, it's their thing now as of last year. Thing. So right. the fact that he's bringing him in, in a way, makes sense. Like, you might be thinking, like, if you're familiar with Snoop and Death Row Records and everything, you might be like, what? This does not. But it does because, like, three years ago and beyond, like, Snoop has been at Coachella. He's been at different places singing songs like i forgot the name of the band um but he sang something with with the a banda Beatles. called que oh. maldicion and so he's been known to sing with bandas at different concerts and he appears with them and he's he's good like it he it ends well right <laughs> so it doesn't surprise me that he's doing this uh it's just i don't know man that's super cool I love it. Yeah, I, that's a that's a and and it just I had to look him up. It just happened like two months ago. Like it was in August that he got signed. That's so yeah, cool. Pretty recent. Pretty cool. Oh he, man, when I'm he have to first, check out more of his stuff. He was dropping. If you follow his Instagram, he was dropping little hints on his Insta stories. It was so fun because he'd be like in the studio of Death Row Records. He'd, he'd put like a little mural up, and you're like, why is he putting up a Tupac mural? <laughs> like you were like, I guess he's into uh, Tupac cool. and he's like news to come. And, and then, yeah, when he posted that, you know, it's official, it was pretty cool. He did a lot of media you could find through his Instagram too, of where he was promoting it. That is so cool, man. Yeah. I'm going to have to look him up. I'm going to have to listen to more of his music. All right. Well, Hey, speaking of stuff that happened in the park, did you get a chance to watch magic happens? Because apparently they just decided, Hey, we're just not doing this anymore. And, like, with one day notice, I guess, they were like, yep, they catch the last show on Sunday. Uh, yeah, this is... Did everybody watch it? Because I could tell you, I never saw it. No, no, it sad times. <laughs> Did you get to watch Andrew? Yeah, I've seen it uh, three or four times. Uh, okay. So, yeah, at least at least twice, I think three or four times. I think every the last couple of times we were there, we, we made a, a point to watch it, so... Yes, uh, I did, in fact, get to see it. Um, now, do we know, is this just it's going away because they need to make room for the Christmas parade to, to uh, you know, show up backstage and blah, 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 uh, so there's just no parade for a while? Or is it like, all right, it's going away for good? Has any Is there any news on that? No confirmation on that when I so I was live streaming on Saturday. I, yeah, I think that's when I got there on Saturday, and um, I, I when I was doing it at that moment, I realized people in the chat were saying, "Hey, 
uh, you're lucky to be able to get this right now because this is the last weekend it's running. And I was like, what? I had no idea myself. And me and Rebecca are big fans of this, not including it's a Todrick Hall production that he worked with Disney to do. So it's been real cool. Someone on there that is, I can confirm, a cast member said that he thinks they're going to bring it back, but there's nothing confirmed. But it's definitely what Andrew said. The Christmas season coming in, they have to make room for it. And they have to make sure some of the floats in that parade would be too big for when they do the wreaths uh, on Main Street. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they want to make sure that, oh, that it's clearance. Sense. So the point. So that's that was what we heard from one cast member in the chat that I know of. Um, so maybe that's all I could say because you were always on in, insight on this too when you tell us kind of like all they're doing casting and stuff to to bring dancers back and stuff like that. Andrew. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, like, th- I'm sure, you know, depending on, on uh, you know, I don't know their rehearsal schedules and things like that, but um, uh, it, it, you know, I don't know if these parade performers that are in Magic Happens will then go on to be in A Christmas, Christmas. Fantasy um, or not, because, I mean, it, that's going to start, like, what, November first it's a or long something time. like right? yeah. <laughs> that's only two thought, weeks like from it's from... well no the november 11th is when christmas starts okay so, so the 11th so you got three weeks so my guess weeks. is the parade performers if they are currently in if their magic happens and then they're also in that they're in rehearsals for christmas fantasy and so mm-hmm. they really need to like there's only three weeks until christmas um the Christmas time at Disneyland. Um, So they need to like really buckle down and rehearse and not have to focus on, um, you know, magic happens. And then I'll, I'll, what my choreography for this, I'm a snowman, not a, you know, Moana's water or whatever, you know? (laughs) Um, uh, So, and that makes sense too, because they will probably start putting up those wires for the wreaths and things. Um, Oh, that's right. Before Christmas starts. So they need that time to be able to do that. Um, Because what was it? When they did the year uh, with Paint the Night, they didn't put the wreaths across uh, Main Street for that because the parade was was so tall. It Um, was weird. Yeah, because they're like, (laughs) Christmas parade and Paint the Night. But yeah, uh, yeah. so I mean, that makes sense. I, I My guess was this is, you know, it'll probably come back in the, you know, next year sometime after the holidays are over um i'd say probably by spring break um they have magic happens or some sort of daytime parade back but i i think magic happens has such a good following right now and people seem to really enjoy it that i don't well i this happened with paint the, night, paint the night too yeah, so it's I like say. people seem to yeah. enjoy it they, this doesn't is my make gripe. sense but they gotta have like a parade like if i daytime nighttime Street parade, electrical parade i swear <laughs> <laughs> if it glows back one more time <laughs> every couple of years, well there's rumors of paint the night coming back we'll, we'll there see are it. as I'll it should yeah i'll take that Correct. We'll, as it should it. believe it when we see it but the, those rumors are out there so hopefully they are true i just wish um, this would have got a little bit more of a fandom of a goodbye that was my main gripe because like i'll admit wondrous journeys got a little bit of a uh, heads up for everybody that's fireworks that's a big deal i would admit one time entertainment you could catch a parade twice a day uh during you know pretty much throughout the year 100, 100 years of wonder celebration so 
And this parade was technically available for about a month before the uh, 2020 shutdown. So I see that. I was just on my own end. I just felt kind of robbed because I'm like, if it's gone, that's a bummer for the other people. And that's like you said, three weeks of no parades. Like that's a huge gap yeah. of entertainment for those people coming. That's where that I makes fall. sense logistically. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's where I fall all, because yeah. I was going to watch it the day that they got rid of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, um, sorry, but, but. You, you know, think about it too. Like if there is no fanfare for it, that in my mind is like a, a good chance of it coming back because they're like, all right, well, we're just, you know, switching over to the Christmas season. So we'll, you know, because like when, uh, what, what was the parade, uh, prior to this? It was, uh, uh, before magic happens was sensational. Yeah, sensational. Like that's it. Every time, you know, that was up for what three or four years at yeah. least, if not yeah. longer. And every Christmas season, there they wouldn't be like, "All right, it's going away for Christmas or whatever." So hopefully, that's the same thing with magic happens. It seems like there's a lot of infrastructure uh, with the show, you know, and the parade units and stuff like that. So again, the same thing with Pink Night, but. But, yeah. you know, I, this seems to be less technical than Paint the Night was um, or is. I I think they must have. My guess with Paint the Night is just they had so many issues with with maintenance on those floats that it was just a nightmare. Is, Do you want is, me to give you a little crazy insight on that? Why not? So on that performance I watched, uh, it, all of a sudden it, it, you could go back and watch on Saturday. I was like, why is it taking so long? Why is there such a gap? The finale float had broke down again. So the one that holds all the fairies on it. Oh, the of uh, magic happens. Gotcha. Yeah, it went down on that one, yeah. and they had to use at least this time. So previously, early in the year, if you didn't know, when it broke down on Main Street, they had to like leave it overnight um, because they didn't have the equipment and the operator to, to drive it. But this time, at least they had someone. But it was kind of awkward. If you watched it, you saw this like pretty much like a tow vehicle pulling through main street but they got the show to go on so that was yeah. a good part and like they, yeah. i don't know what happened. missed opportunity by the way because they could dress up a pickup <laughs> truck like tow mater and then oh my Tomator, god ah oh, we're pulling down that float we got yeah, it don't worry so folks cool. Walk have, down. You, so have you seen those the trucks that they use they're tiny like it's, yeah it's, it's a tiny little it's white a tiny truck, truck that was the first time I had yeah. saw and it. you could dress it up as tow mater <laughs> i think i was thinking of a luigi because yeah. <laughs> it's so oh, small. That would be so funny. That would be cute. <laughs> no one folks, pit yeah. stop. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they call it a mule. I think is okay. the is the like term that I was like, cheering on the driver. Yeah. I'm not lying. You can watch back. We were cheering <laughs> on the driver, and he was so serious. I was like, "Come on, man, break a smile. Come on, it's worth it." <laughs> Disney, if you're listening, please dress up your parade mules as Tow Mater going forward. There it is. Missed oh, opportunity. Man, putting it out there. He did what? Miss Cup. exactly oh man well I hope it does come back I think you both make really great points Andrew you're right you know they're holiday you know times bring the Christmas parade so uh, look it's appropriate it's after Halloween right Christmas parade after Halloween that just makes sense so again no beef but just uh, that happens in some places in the park but anyway uh, I think it's about time that we start wrapping up the episode, and we're going to do that uh, celebrating the 100 years of wonder for the Disney company, which, by the way, happened this week, October yes. 16th. Ooh. 
a day after we are recording this episode, happy birthday, Disney Company. Uh, there is so much content that we want to talk about, but as uh, SAG-AFTRA is currently still trying to negotiate after uh, some bad news last week that you know the negotiations took a, a dive, uh, we're we're still standing in solidarity with them. So, the idea of you know us just getting together and just talking about it as friends without recording it or anything like that, uh, it's gonna happen on Discord. We we're gonna start with something, and uh, we'll talk about it on Discord, not here because we're not talking about it. But more info to come soon if you want to join us and you just kind of want to sit down and discuss what you like and what you don't like and all that stuffs. So. More on that soon, but in the meantime, we're going to celebrate the 100 years of wonder for the Disney Company with our segment, Great Moments with Mr. Andrew, with the great Mr. Andrew. Hello, hello, hello. Great, apparently, Mr. Andrew here. Uh, The uh, years this week are 2005 and 2006. Um, we'll start with video games. For video games in 2005, the releases are Winnie the Pooh's Rumbly Tumbly Adventure, Winnie the Pooh, The Honey Hunt, Aladdin's Wonders of the World, Disney's Learning Toddler Preschool and Kindergarten, Kim Possible 3, Team Possible, Cinderella, Cinderella's Magic Wishes, Finding Nemo, Nemo's Ocean Discoveries, Chicken Little, Toy Story 2, Operation Rescue Woody, Cinderella Magical Dreams, Disney Sports Skateboarding, Disney Sports Football, and Kingdom Hearts 2. Woo! Uh, For (laughs) theme parks in 2005, on January 20th, Disney's River Country is confirmed to be closed permanently at Walt Disney World. On March 5th, Goofy's Playhouse opens in Mickey's Toontown at Disneyland. It was formerly called Goofy's Bounce House. On March 17th, Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters opens in Tomorrowland at Disneyland. Also the same day, the Cinderella uh, Cinderella Bration Show opens in front of the castle at Magic Kingdom in Walt Disney World. On April 9th, Space Mountain Mission 2 opens in Discoveryland at Disneyland Paris. On May 5th, Disneyland begins its 18-month-long 50th anniversary celebration, dubbed the Happiest Homecoming on Earth. With it opens the film Disneyland, The First 50 Magical Years in the Opera House, the fireworks show Remember Dreams Come True, Walt Disney's Parade of Dreams, and The Happiest Faces on Earth. Uh, also this day, Block Party Bash officially debuts at Disney's California Adventure. Soren opens in the Land Pavilion at Epcot. And Light Motor Action Extreme Stunt Show opens in the streets of America at Disney MGM Studios. In May, Disney begins the operation of Disney's Magical Express Bus Transportation Service, uh, transporting people and luggage between Orlando International Airport and the Walt Disney World Resort. Uh, Also in May, the Princess Boutique at Disneyland temporarily opens as the 50th anniversary shop. And on July 14th, the Hollywood Historic Trust honors Disneyland Park with an award of excellence. A brass plaque is placed adjacent to the Disneyland star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. On July 15th at Disneyland, Space Mountain reopens following a refurb. Uh, Space Mountain is completely retracked, repainted white, and reopens with a new soundtrack and new special effects. The opening is attended by former astronaut Neil Armstrong. 
Um, also this day, Turtle Talk with Crush opens in Disney California Adventure. And Jay Rizzullo, uh, chairman of the Walt Disney Parks and Resorts, announces plans for a Finding Nemo submarine voyage attraction at Disneyland Park. On July 17th, a ceremony is held rededicating Disneyland. Some attending are uh, Governor of California at the time, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Disney CEO Michael Eisner, Disney President Robert Iger, Art Linkletter, and Diane Disney Miller. On July 21st, Raging Spirits opens in the Lost River Delta at Tokyo Disney Sea. On September 12th in Hong Kong, China, Hong Kong Disneyland opens. Uh, Michael Eisner and China's Vice President Zhang Qinghong attend the opening. This is the fifth Disney Castle Park in the world. Opening day attractions include Space Mountain, Jungle River Cruise, Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters, Dumbo the Flying Elephant, Hong Kong Disneyland Railroad, Mickey's Filler Magic, The Mini Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, The Golden Mickeys, Tarzan's Treehouse, and Festival of the Lion King. On October 3rd, in Disneyland, in the forecourt of Sleeping Beauty's Castle, about 1,000 people are part of a display of Mouseketeer ears to celebrate the 50th anniversary of Disneyland, the Mickey Mouse Club TV show, and the Mouseketeers. Ten of the original Mouseketeers are uh, at the resort for the celebration. On October 10th, the Animation Academy uh, opens at Disney's California Adventure. On November 18th, Club Cool opens in Interventions at Epcot. And on December 28th, around 3 a.m., a six-story tall artificial Christmas tree catches fire in Disney's Grand Californian Hotel. Uh, none were injured. <laughs> I'm mad. I forgot to write that. Everybody was okay. <laughs> Um, so a, no, a new segment I'm adding uh, for Disney Cruise in 2005. This be, is becoming more and more of a thing. So we'll have a whole little segment for it for Disney Cruise in 2005 on May 25th. The live musical Twice Charmed, an original twist on the Cinderella story, premieres aboard the Disney Magic. On July 16th, Disney hosts a fundraising event aboard the Disney Magic in Port of San Pedro, California, with special events through the ship with over 100 guests. $1.4 million is raised and donated to the Make-A-Wish Foundation, and the Disney Company presents a second check for $1 million. In September, the Disney Cruise Line launches the Castaway Rays Stingray Adventure Excursion on Castaway Cay Island. On October 2nd through October 6th, Roger Ebert and Richard Roper host the 5th Annual Film Festival at Sea aboard the Disney Wonder. Other notable events of 2005... Disney Mobile launches in the U.S. A group of ringtones featuring voices of cartoon characters from Disney and Pixar animations uh, for $2.50 per tone are available. Also available are musical ringtones from Disney Films and mobile screensavers. Uh, savers, jeez. Screensavers. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> that was blah, blah, blah. On March 13th, Robert A. Iger is named the next CEO of the Walt Disney Company. Uh, Walt Disney Records releases a musical history of Disneyland box set of CDs, book, and vinyl record. The package is limited edition and only available at Disneyland. The price is $124.98. Roy E. Disney is named Director Emeritus and Consultant. Disney tests a new vacation concept called Adventures by Disney with itineraries in Hawaii and the American West. 
Uh, Disney Electronics introduces Disney Mix Sticks digital audio MP3 players. The audio players can download music files or copy audio tracks from CDs. Storage capacity is a whopping 128 megabytes, enough to hold about 60 songs. (laughs) Also included are a USB 2.0 connector and a SD card slot. Uh, Price is expected to be about $50 in October. Pre-recorded memory cards called Mix Clips can be purchased for about the same price as a CD. And on October 1st, Robert A. Iger takes over as CEO of the Walt Disney Company. That brings us to the Disney Legends class of 2005. In honor of Disneyland's 50th anniversary, uh, all recipients are related to either Walt Disney uh, Parks and Resorts or Walt Disney Imagineering. um, And nearly all have some connection with Disneyland. Uh, Roy E. Disney uh, co-presents the award after a two-year hiatus and return to the company. Uh, The inductees are Chuck Abbott, Milt Albright, uh, Hideo Amimia and Hideo Aramaki, uh, Charles Boyer, Randy Bright, James Cora, Robert Janney, Mary Jones, Art Linkletter, Mary Ann Mang, Steve Martin, Tom Nab, Jack Olson, Cecily Rigdon, William Sullivan, Jack Wagner, and Vessie Walker. Uh, for birthdays in 2005, I have given up on doing birthdays because I don't recognize any of the people anymore. Uh, so I give up on birthdays. Birthdays uh, ended. Birthdays have ended. I will look at the birthdays, and if somebody stands out, I will say it. But I pretty much give it up on birthdays. Everybody's like 17 or whatever now, and I don't know anybody that's 17. So, But listeners uh, might know them. Well, I, I mean, I can go and look, but like it's like it's they all sound like made up names. I even clicked on their name and I was like, what were they in? I was like, I haven't even heard of the thing they were in. So <laughs> this week I've given up on birthdays. Uh, maybe next week there'll be some 15 year olds that I know. I don't know. <laughs> Um, so that brings us to notable deaths of 2005. May 22nd, Thurl Ravenscroft. June 24th, Paul Winchell. August 16th, Joe Ranf. November 4th, Pat Morita. And November 28th, Card Walker. That brings us to 2006. Uh, video games released in 2006 are Finding Nemo, Escape to the Big Blue, Kim Possible, Legend of the Monkey's Eye, Cars, Roblox, Little Einsteins, and Kim Possible, What's the Switch? Uh, For theme parks in 2006, on January 23rd, Monsters, Inc., Mike and Sully to the Rescue opens in Hollywoodland at California Adventure, replacing Superstar Limo. On April 7th, Expedition Everest opens in Disney's Animal Kingdom at Walt Disney World. It features a 1.6-kilometer train ride with a 24-meter drop. On April 8th, Buzz Lightyear Laser Blast opens at Disneyland Paris. On June 26th, Pirates of the Caribbean reopens with updates from the film. On July 4th, the show Encore closes at the Broadway Music Theater in Tokyo Disney Sea. On July 13th, Autopia opens in Tomorrowland at Hong Kong Disneyland. On July 14th, the show Big Band Beat opens at the Broadway Music Theater at Tokyo Disney Sea. On August 21st, the Disneyland monorail closes for remodeling of the submarine attraction. On September 29th, Disney introduces annual passports for the use at Hong Kong Disneyland. And October 1st, the Year of a Million Dreams promotion begins at Disneyland. It was scheduled to last for 15 months. It is eventually extended to run 27 months. 
for Disney Cruise Line in 2006. On September 7th, the Disney Wonder embarks on Disney Cruise Line's first Southern, Cal- uh, Southern Caribbean voyages, visiting St. Kitts and Barbados. Other notable events of 2006, the Walt Disney Company names its headquarters building in Burbank, California, after former chairman Michael Eisner. The Walt Disney Company agrees to pay $7.4 billion to acquire Pixar Animation Studios. As part of that merger, Steve Jobs becomes the chief shareholder in the company. Shortly thereafter, the feature animation department reopens, which had been shut down two years earlier, and John Lasseter is put in charge of Imagineering in the theme parks. Uh, Also, the Walt Disney Company acquires the right to Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, uh, namely the character and the 26 Disney animated cartoons he stars in, from NBC Universal as part of the deal which sends sportscaster Al Michaels from Disney's ABC and ESPN to NBC Sports. Uh, The soundtrack to the Disney Channel original movie High School Musical tops the Billboard charts uh, with total sales worldwide over 7 million. On May 10th, the Broadway production of Tarzan officially opens. Uh, The Walt Disney Company launches the Disney Mobile phone service in the U.S. It features built-in satellite tracking and parental regulations of when, how long, and to whom their children talk. Uh, The Disney Movie Rewards programs begins. And on November 16th, following a successful run in the West End, a Broadway production of Mary Poppins officially opens on Broadway. Disney Legends Class of 2006. Uh, We have Tim Considine, Kevin Cochran, Al Dempster, Don Edgren, Paul Fries, Peter Jennings, Elton John, Jimmy Johnson, Tom Kirk, Joe Ranf, David Storley, and Ginny Tyler. And then notable deaths, uh, February 24th, Don Knotts, August 13th, Tony J, and December 12th, Peter Boyle. So that has been great moments with me, Mr. Andrew, for the years 2005 and 2006. And I only screwed up saying like 20 people's names. What can you do? <laughs> Good ratio. Dude, I totally forgot about those little music things. The Mixed clips. The, clips that, the mixed clips things. Whole gigabyte worth of stuff. So, All right, that is it. That's where we're going to wrap up the episode. Uh, I wanted to just quickly mention the name of the creator that posted the Oogie Boogie thing earlier because I don't think I mentioned their name, but they go by the name Dead Boy Detective on TikTok if you want to check out more of the content. It's really the only video I've seen by that creator, but when it came up on my FYP, I was like, what? Yes, we need to talk about this. So thanks, Dead Boy Detective, for uh, putting that idea in my head and making me wonder, why Oogie Boogie? What, 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 why, who, when, where, how? Is he related? Larry, tell everybody where they can find you again uh, so they can follow your adventures in the parks. That's on YouTube at Goofy Guys Adventures on Wednesday or Thursdays evenings and saturdays throughout the day each week make sure to hit that little notification icon on both youtube and on instagram so that you're alerted whenever larry's about to go live so that's it Uh, until next time keep dreaming keep moving forward and always remember to pass on the magic have a fantastic week everyone bye see ya adios
part of the Podcateers Network.